0: Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the One Year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is November 23rd, and our reading comes from 1 Peter chapters one and two. Beginning in verse 13, he says, prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scripture says, you must be holy because I am holy. Boy, there's a lot in those verses. First of all, this is an issue. This issue begins in our minds. If we're going to live holy lives, if we're going to follow Jesus, we've got to renew our mind. As a man thinketh, so he is. So part of the battle is winning the battle of my mind, the way I think. I want to bring my thinking into submission to the Word of God, which is one of the values of of our podcast. And we're reading through the One Year Bible, and every day we're trying to bring my mind, we're trying to bring our thinking into agreement and into submission to the word of God. And we want to put our hope not in this world and not in the economy and not in the next election. We want to put our hope in the gracious salvation that will come when Jesus returns. So our hope is in eternity. Our hope is in Jesus. Our hope is in the promises of God. And so we want to live as his obedient children. We don't want to drift away from God and slip back into immorality and independence and worldliness. We want to continue moving. I was talking to a a person today that's been walking with God for nearly 50 years. And one of the things that we were talking about is that the Christian life is an ongoing battle, an ongoing pursuit, step by step, every day, moving towards Jesus, not being passive and complacent and allowing culture to grab hold of us. And we find the current of culture taking us downstream. No, we've got to keep moving towards Jesus and we've got to be holy. So immorality, moral compromise Isn't something we need to be okay with because, well, Jesus died for us and we're forgiven. Well, that's true. Jesus died for us and we're forgiven. And because we are forgiven, we want to live holy lives. Verse 17, and remember that the heavenly father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time here as temporary residence. This is not our home. We're just passing through. We're temporary residents. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors, and it was paid not with gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. He chose him as your ransom long before the world began. But now in these last days, he's been revealed for your sake. So God has no favorites. And Peter says, one day we will be rewarded for what we did here on earth. This is so important to understand. When I trust in Jesus, I'm born again. I'm adopted into God's family. I become a child of God. His spirit is united with my spirit. The spirit of God comes to live inside of me. I am born again. I'm spiritually alive. I'm a child of God. However, All of us, even as children of God, will stand before the judgment seat, the reward seat of Christ to receive a reward for how we stewarded what we were trusted with here on earth. Peter says, therefore, you want to live with that understanding, you want to live every moment, considering that what I'm doing in this more in this moment will be rewarded, or I will suffer loss at the judgment seat of Christ when I'm receiving my eternal rewards. I want to live that way, and my motivation is love and gratitude because my ransom, my forgiveness, my justification was bought not with gold and silver but the blood of Jesus. So he's captured my heart. And because I love him, I want to obey and follow him. Verse 22, you were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters love each other deeply with all your heart. So because God has loved us, we need to love God. One another. So, my love for others is a reflection of my understanding and my experience of God's love for me. Verse 23 For you have been born again, and not to a life that will quickly end, your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. As the scripture says, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you. Oh my goodness. I love that. Sometimes people ask, well, how do you read the Bible? A book that was written 2000 years ago and and think it has anything to say to you today. Well, the Bible is the eternal word of God. We can trust it. People come and go like the flowers in the grass. But the word of God stands forever. Chapter 2, verse 1. So get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and unkind speech. Like newborn babes, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have tasted the Lord's kindness. What is that pure milk? It's God's word. And so we, when we're opening the Bible every day, and we're reading the word, meditating upon the word. We're crying out like a like an infant longing for milk. We're longing for the word of God. I love how Jesus says in Matthew 4, 4, man doesn't live by every by bread alone, but every word that is proceeding out of the mouth of God. I pray that we would wake up every day with a growing hunger for the presence and the word of God that has the power to nourish our souls, and to help us grow and to mature and reach salvation. Verse 9 of chapter 2, you are not like that for you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession. Don't you love those Five descriptions. I love it. Let me go through them again. We are a chosen people. In other words, we didn't work our way into a relationship with God. God chose us. Don't you love that? The pressure's off. God picked you and uh, you responded to the gospel message, but the Spirit of God in you helped you to understand and respond to the gospel message. We are chosen by God. Second, we are a royal priesthood. We just went through the book of Hebrews recently right? And we talked about the priest and now we are all priests. We all represent the people before God. We are a a kingdom of priests. Remember in the old Testament under that system, only if you were born into the tribe of Levi and the family of Aaron, can you be a priest? But now he's saying we are all priests. We all have access to God. Third, we are a holy nation. We've been washed clean by the blood of Jesus. We're the children of God. So we are holy, not based on our works, but based on His works. And then finally, we are His very own possession. We are His treasure. We are His masterpiece. I love that. We're created in His image, and we're His children, and we are loved by God. You are the great treasure. He sold everything to have. Isn't that good? Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for this encouraging word. I pray that you would help us every day as we're reading the word to bring our mind, to bring our thinking into submission under the authority of your word. God, we don't want to slip back into our old behaviors and patterns. God, we want to keep moving towards you, growing in our faith, becoming more and more like you. God, we're so grateful that you paid for this relationship, our salvation, not with gold and silver, but your own blood. What a demonstration of love you gave your life for each of us. And God, you have cleansed us and you've so filled our hearts with gratitude and love for you that, God, we want to love each other. God, we're so grateful that we have your word. People come and go. But your word remains forever. Opinions come and go. Trends come and go. But the word of God stands forever. God, we thank you for that. And Lord, it's so encouraging to hear you say about each of us that we are a chosen people, that we are all priests, that we are a holy nation. We are your special treasure, your special possession. God, I pray that you would help us to know that, to understand it, to be settled. Settle our hearts in this truth. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me today. I hope that encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.